1: Joining myself, Omer, today, I've got Stephen. Hello, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. How are you both? Very good, thank you. He's referring to both because the third of us today is Mr. Joe Zampa. Hello, pal. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are do you know? doing? All right, Stephen. You right? All good in the hoods. Mm-hmm. All good for Mill scraping a 2-2 draw at home to League One Charlton Athletic, which we'll be talking about in thorough detail today. Um, obviously, last night, at the time of recording, Mill drew 2-2, as mentioned, after being 2-0 down in the first half clawing back a 2-2 to make it 10,000 days, as Mickey loves to say on Twitter, since Charlton last beat Bill in a game. Oh, a game of football. I don't mean, we had one friendly that comes to mind, Dunny's Testimonial, is that correct? I don't think there's any other t- uh, friendlies in there, was there, guys? Anyone know? On the spot, a bit. I think. So. I don't think so. Yeah, so I remember that one, I think it was a 4-3 win. I remember having a scoring to score a free kick. Anyway, I'm going off tangent, <laughs> off topic there. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll discuss that game at length and also talk a bit about Fortuna City title on Saturday, pretending we know a bit about Dutch football. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, we'll go straight into it and talk about yesterday's game. Uh, guys, so the team lineup up for Mill, as we saw we River Island then, was George Long in goal, Ryan at right wing-back, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper and Murray Wallace with Joe Bryan left wing-back, Sebel and Denor, new boy Denor in midfield, and Vogue and Fleming either side of Kevin Nisbitt. I want to start by talking about the fact we played child in a friendly. Uh Guys, I mean, i come to you first. Joe, what did you make of last night in general?
2: I mean, good affair, I thought. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, it wasn't a friendly. I mean, I, I think both sets of fans knew it wasn't really a friendly. Um, The Charlton players certainly didn't think it was a friendly. The only people that, didn't, that did think it was a friendly was Gary Rowett and our, and our boys, you know. <laughs> I mean, they... Yeah, I spoke before the game, didn't he? About, you know, treatments are friendly and the results, you know, irrelevant. It'd be a good test. And, you know, you can't help but that must have transcended to the uh, to the players because just from the first minute, you can see we were quite, quite sort of laid back, really. We we're quite lethargic, quite laid back. Wasn't really sort of pushing it. We we're probably at 50, 60%. And, um, Charlton players were pressing, they were they'll are putting tackles in you know, going, when you see players go to ground sliding in, you know, it's, it shows their intent, doesn't it, a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I just don't think they were both on the same hymn sheet. You know, I think Charlton wanted it and they kinda of wanted to do it for their fans who they taught you know, so that numbers as one thousand five hundred of them. So I can see the um the breeze as wide, but um yeah, a friendly you call it that, but it means much more to us than than, than that to, uh, to to not lose them, of course, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 1,500
1: Charlton fans, as you mentioned, they packed out behind the goal, behind on the lower tier. I've got to admit, going to the game, it's the first time I've seen this in action this preseason because I've been away on holiday. But I was kind of like, oh, it's a friendly against Charlton, doesn't really matter. As soon as I get there and the Charlton fans are giving it massive uh, approaching kickoff, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I was like, let's just put these back in their box, be through up at half time, be done with it. I was like, I- I can't, I- I'm not going to claim to be normally a hatred of Charlton, but when I'm around their
3: fans, it reminds me of Arsenal fans. I just can't stand them.
1: How <laughs> about you, mate? <laughs> it,
3: it was weird. I'd say what was really strange about it, you, you pretty much summed it up quite well. The build up to the game didn't really care, it's just pre season friendly. You've got good minutes in the legs, you got know, a chance to see uh, Denor and obviously Wes Harding, who, who obviously come on. Um, and then you, you sort of you, the game was about to kick off, and you're thinking, oh, a we, we, we can't, we can't, uh, <laughs> we can't sort of um, throw this one throw this one away and I think Joe spot on what he said Rowett really was treating it as a friendly and I think we'll come on to the second half obviously a bit later but I think that that first half really was for him about getting some minutes in the legs whereas the Charlton players were thinking no 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 a minute. We're, we're coming here to win and, and that showed I think he showed in, the, in both sets of performances from Charlton and from us definitely I mean yeah, as I mentioned, obviously, I was like, let's put
1: them in a box and we're 2-0 down within 25 minutes, guys. I mean, I think it was Anderson the first goal after six minutes and Kirk after 25 minutes. Both goals, I felt quite sloppy. I don't know what you think, Joe, but, you know, I think the defence got found out a bit. I mean, let's caveat this. It's pre-season. Murray Wallace, for example, didn't play towards the end of last season. Got players come back from injuries. It's different. It's not that kind of atmosphere. And like we said, you know, Mill weren't prepared for it as a let's get out of them straight away, it felt like. Um yeah, I mean, caught out early,
2: and I felt like the defense was quite fragile. I don't know what you thought, mate. Yeah, no, I agree with you really saying that. I mean, they certainly had a bit of pace in their side. Um, they had, had, you know, young players with, with, with legs that are running, especially on that right-hand side. They seemed quite quick. Um, that, you know, when you play against a, a team like ourselves, like I said we're quite laid back, um, coupled with the fact that our defenders are quite slow anyway. Um, they, they did sort of pass the ball quite well in the final third and create some, some good chances. And credits and to this some you know, two decent goals, for, you know, two well-worked goals. Hmm. Um, whether or not they would have scored that, had we been more up for it, I don't know. But, you know, I think as a defender, regardless of whether it's a friendly or not, you've got to try to stop, you know, the other team scoring. You've got to do your best. And I think we've got kind of got found out um, a little bit about that. Maybe we can sort of talk about it a little bit later on. But I do... I am slightly concerned with our defending and our defence. I mean, we've mm-hmm. strengthened in areas of the midfield and attack. We have not really strengthened in defence. We've lost Cresswell, who, although were want the quickest, he was certainly a bit more younger, a bit more agile, better on the turn compared to, say, Hutchison and Cooper and Murray Wallace, for that matter. So it um, is a concern. I'm hoping we still got a long period of time left to the end of the transfer window, and maybe we can get one or two more players in. Hopefully a nice, quick, fast defender. I think that right side in particular for us, I don't know
1: about you, Stephen, but I felt that was kind of a, especially for the first goal, I think Leonard bombed forward and then Hutch obviously was kind of isolated against their left winger and then obviously he got to the byline, cut it across, cut a little dink and they tapped it in at the back post. It felt like that was a bit of a weak point for us. I mean, Murray Wallace got a bit of criticism last night as well, but I felt like that right side in particular just looked slow, a bit lethargic.
3: Yeah. I'm going, to, I'm going to quote uh, Paul Merson a couple of, couple of years ago. He okay. said on supper Saturday that if a team plays three at the back it's because you don't have confidence in a two because you're not comfortable either on the ball or you haven't got any pace. So you play the third centre-back to kind of give you that little bit more protection. And I'm not, I'm not always a believer that just by playing three at the back means that you don't have any trust in your defence. But I do feel like that Hutchinson, Cooper and Wallace as a trio... Are very very slow they're not particularly good on the ball either in the sense of their passing and if you're playing three centre backs you need to be comfortable on the ball you need to be able to bring it out and I think you're right the right hand side they targeted because Leonard obviously had had a bit more license to get forward and Hutchinson you know club captain as much as we all love him he's getting older and he's he's slowing down and perhaps the, the injury problems and I think I certainly think that um again I agree hundred percent with Joe that the defence needs to look needs looking at it it does need strengthening because you could see last night that teams are gonna target the fact that those three centre halves, if they are the first choice, aren't very quick and they're not particularly good on the ball. Cooper's okay, I think on the ball. He, he he's a little he looks a little bit more comfortable. You know, we will see the Murray Wallace or the Cruyff turn or the Wallace turn, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But in the championship you know, the standard of opposition that are coming against us, that's not gonna work. it's not gonna work. And if Cholton are gonna exploit it and can see it, it is a little bit of a concern that a Leeds and Leicester and Southampton are, are gonna do exactly the same thing with a high quality guy. Seven years Sean Hutch has been a mill
1: player, uh, guys. Um are we are we starting to see the end of the Cooper and Hutchinson combination? I think it's a, it's had its natural birth, hasn't it, a little bit? It feels like we're coming to the end of it. I mean, I come back to you, Steve and I think Maybe it is that. I mean, you mentioned his age. I just a quick wiki search, tells me he's 32
3: and he's 33 in November. It's, he's no spring chicken anymore, is he? And, and it's also coupled with the fact when he joined us, it was well documented he had injury problems. We've managed to, in a way, I know our injury record over the last few years has been terrible, but with Hutchinson, we've been able to kind of develop him through that and his injuries haven't been too bad. But last year, it was Hutch back in the team for three games. He's got a knock, he's out for four games. And, and, it, and, Again, it, it, I think you're right. The, the the Cooper and Hutchinson combination has been superb for us. And uh, part of the reason why we're in the championship and, and, and have been uh, you know relatively successful in the league. But I think Cooper perhaps is the one now that's going to be if he signs a deal, which I'm sure we can come on to later on another show. But Cooper's the one to step forward and, and be the leader. And I think he's going to need to find a new teammate um, next to him, unfortunately. Great squad player, Hutch, and you would probably do your job for 20 minutes, but I, I don't know how often you're going to get 90 minutes from him. I feel like both of them, Joe, would benefit. Obviously, Cooper's playing
1: the central position of the, of the three. I think Hutch probably would be good in that position. I think on the right-hand side, he's, you know, may perhaps isolate a bit. We said this about Cooper before on shows last season, where if he plays left-side centre-half Cooper over the three, you see him often get pulled down the channel and kind of struggle for pace. I think Hutchins is the same. If you played him in the heart of the three, probably would see a better performance from him and maybe more sustained performances. I don't know what you think.
2: Yeah. I think I think Lane says to keep Cooper in the middle. Obviously he's got a commanding presence about him, he's a big lump. Yeah, he wins a lot of the aerial balls. Um any teams play the target man, they usually play in the middle, in the centre, so that kind of yeah, annihilates that a little bit for um any, any threat from from the opposing team. Um I, f- I feel that Hutch would play better in the middle. Um, obviously, Cooper's getting the nods to play a at the moment, but I, I see Hutch be like the, the Alex Pierce. You remember his, his last season for us, where we will come on the last 15 minutes, 10 minutes to shore up in the defence, probably go five at the back and just kind of marshal it, you know, a bit of a, bit of a bit of presence and whatever. That's where I see Hutch sort of adding value to us this season, as sad as, as it is for me to say that. I don't think he's someone who we should be starting. I know he's our captain. But um, the legs have gone a little bit. You know, he's not, he's not as uh, as quick or as good as he used to be. I think he'd do a job for us. Um, but I've seen somebody come on at the end. I'd rather, rather us play four at the back, I'll be honest with you, than, than play with three. I mean, yesterday, for example, I don't know about you guys, but the first half, it, it started with play five at the back. You know, it was very, very defensive. We're inviting pressure. The two midfielders, Savile and Dinore were were um, overrun quite often in times. And... Um, Second half was better. I think we set up with more of three at the back, with four across the midfield. With, um, obviously, we talk about this the substitution later, but with the, the wing backs playing a little bit more of a higher role. And I think that Millwall, whenever we played that system with three at the back with the two higher playing wing backs, we've seen a lot better. We, we seem to be a bit more on the front foot. We're not just sitting back inviting right pressure. And that first half was really, really hard to sort of like to take because we were very defensive and we weren't five at the back against maybe three of their forwards. We didn't need to have so many players back and we we're getting overrun in midfield at times. You know, that's probably why what caused a bit of a problem. As soon as we kind of push forward, we gamble a little bit, a little bit because sometimes your three at the back is marking three of their attacking players. And it is a gap You're kind of 50-50 or one one B one across across that side of the pitch. But on the return side of it, as you see, we get on the front foot more, we can create more 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 chances, make more things happen, you know? Definitely. I think um
1: I just want to talk about Murray Wallace for a second. I don't know what you guys feel about his performance yesterday. Again, caveat, is pre-season. I think I'm quite strong in this one because he missed the end of last season as well, didn't he? And I think he's one of those players that maybe you can back him to play out of his bad form. But also last season can't be ignored where there was times where he was quite sus at left back, it felt like at times. But I think that left side centre half if we play that formation, Stephen, I, I can't think back Murray Wallace to come out a bit at the other end. I, I think the right side is more
3: of a priority for me personally, don't we think? It's really tricky because I think Murray Wallace Really, if we were to sign a centre half, I think Murray Wallace would be the one that possibly does drop out um, okay. out of the three. That's not my epi- that's not my choice. I think that mm-hmm. would be what Rowett would would do. I think we, oh my, we had Murray Wallace on our table at the end of the season, awards, and I think you can clearly tell that he's he's passionate, he cares, he he wants to show what he can do, he wants to. You know, potentially even break into the Scotland squad at some point. So mm-hmm. if there's always, you're always going to get that possibly seven out of 10 with Wallace. But I do think, I mm-hmm. do think that if whatever happens, whoever plays, I oh, know we're concentrating on Murray Wallace, he's going to have to become a little bit better on the ball because there's going to be times where he's under a lot of pressure and, mm-hmm. you know, high quality attackers are going are gonna, to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to charge him down then. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to criticise him too much because he, he has been really dependable, you know, player of the season. He he's kind of never lets you down. But I think that as a, as a unit, the defence really needs to, to, to work on their ball skills or, or some fresh faces brought in.
1: Just before I move on to elsewhere on the pitch, I just I thought I had yesterday throughout the first half was if this is the, the back line we've got, the players available, I don't know what you guys thought about this one, but I think I'd want Ryan Leonard right side centre half. Um, just a bit more legs in there someone and then having Danny McRawin back I don't know what you thought about the jokes I just felt like it was very stationary very slow um, again mm-hmm. only pre-season but I, I just felt like if Leonard's maybe there maybe that might be an option perhaps right, I might pursue in the season uh, yeah,
2: absolutely I think with um, with Leonard he's got the ability to step into midfield yeah sometimes when we're on the ball and the other team are sort of like picked back a little bit and, and allowing us to have the ball um, our other defenders can be a little bit too static, not really creative, not 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 comfortable on the ball. Whereas Leonard can kind of step into midfield. He's 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 a lot more comfortable on the ball and making little runs forward and creating the extra player uh, in midfield or attack for us sometimes, which I think is really good. Um, Matt Amara, obviously, I prefer him as a right wing back um, to Leonard. Although Leonard's better in the final third, Matt Amara really needs to step up this year mm-hmm. and. Get better in the final thirds defensively. I think we all say that he's he's great. You know, one v one, there's not many players that get past him. He's very very good in those situations. But going forward in the final third, you really kind of step up and get quality balls in, pick out players, yeah. and make, be more effective on that side. But I'll ask you a question: Yeah, I rather have Leonard in that that um, back three. The trouble is with Leonard is how do we stay fit for? Because you can't rely on him as being a, a key player for us at the back for the whole season because yeah. you know give it three or four games you know, God forbid he'll, he'll get injured he'll be out for, for two months or whatever, you
1: know? I think Wes Harding could also do a job at the back so it'd be interesting to see <laughs> what happens we'll come on to him in a bit as well Um, I think we'll talk about Joe Bryan in another show I think he's been discussed previously obviously but we've got a new midfielder we saw our new man Casper the Ghost Casper the Dogs, um, partnering with George Savile quite like him guys Um, again pre-season only 60 minutes you've seen him play but he reminded me of Saville, but a bit more of a nippier midfielder in the sense that likes to tackle, can get on the ball. There was a point in the first half, I remember he put it to the back post to Ryan Lenders, was talking about him there on the edge of the box. I think he'll be a good addition and I think he'll take it to the championship quite well. Maybe he might need some time to find his feet. And obviously we've got good options in the midfield now. But what did you think of Casper Knorr, Stephen? I mean, I like the look of him personally and hope he'll show some promise for us. Yeah, I, I thought
3: he was okay. I think, again, he felt sort of into the whole um the first half being a little bit more relaxed i think he probably wanted to be on the front and show what he can do but the rest of the the the, the message from rowan and the, the, the rest of the players was kind of you know a bit more relaxed so i thought he was okay i think you're right he doesn't obviously he looks like samuel but he does he looks like he can get around the pitch a little bit more might be the only problem i have with with him, and it's not necessarily him as an individual, it's the fact that you've got Savile, Denor and Billy Mitchell and I don't think all three of them can play, and I guess it, it, you know, flexibility's great and, you know, Denor might be able to get forward a bit more, you know, Mitchell might be able to get forward a bit more so they may rotate, but it's good to have the options, but it's going to be really interesting for me, because I think Denor's going to come in and I think he's going to be the typical Mill-type player, um, and the fans are going to take to him, but you've also got Billy and and, and Sam. And I, I think it's it was it was quite test- It was quite interesting that um, you know Mitchell had a, 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 a strong impact in the second half, and that Dano good start. It's only sixty minutes. We'll, we'll see a lot more of him, and I, I think he'll be a good player for us. But um, very interesting uh, selection ahead. Definitely, I mean, selection
1: problems is a good thing, I suppose. Joe, what did you make of? I mean, like I said, I quite only 60 minutes, but I thought, like Stephen said, first half was tough, but show glimpses that show signs of promise.
2: Yeah, again, I mean, it's very early days. We've only seen an hour of him, and it's very really hard for any player really to make an impact uh, in the first 60 minutes. So you've got to watch him for a period of four, five, six games even before you can make any real sort of um, true you know, uh, assumption of him. But um, for what I saw, you know, he's a busy player, he seems to work hard. Uh, you can see why Rowett likes him. You know, he's a typical kind of mill sort of player or what we like to have in, in the team. Um, he likes to tackle. There was, there was moments where, I'm not saying that he had a red miss come over him, but you can see that he got the a couple of times and he sort of pressed and put a couple of big, big tackles in, which I, I quite like to see. Um, I want to see him do a bit more on the ball so we could do off the ball in, in attacking areas. Can he make those runs? Can he kind of, you know, link up the attack? A little bit better, maybe. Who knows? I'm sure he's got it in his locker. But again, without sort of seeing more of him, it's very difficult for us to sort of tell at the minute. But so far, yeah, so good. He's not terrible, put it that way. Definitely. I think
1: more to come from him. Um, it'd be interesting. I think I can imagine it'll be Sabal and Mitchell on Saturday. But we'll see. Um, George Long starting goal before we move on to the second half. Um, is that telling? Are we going to see Bart in goal on Saturday, the game before the season starts? That was something that's popped in my head. Obviously, I think in the week, right well, was quoted as saying... And- every position up for
3: grabs what would you guys make of that one come on Stephen I'll go to you first mate <laughs> uh, I mean the, in within two minutes they took a defected shot and George Song looked like he'd never been in goal before in his life and doing you know, what he was doing so that was not not ideal um, that we I think everybody knows as a Mill fan would probably need a new goalkeeper and that's just, just just how that's just our opinion that's how it is Mm-hmm. Um, would I have long in goal the first game? Probably not, but I think we're going to have to just get used to the fact that he's going to be in, and less hope that he can um, he can improve somewhat over the over the over the course of the season. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, he saved a shot at the last minute, Joe, that like, kept that record going. I had my heart in my mouth there and I kind of forgave him for all his sins from last season at that point. But yeah, George Long or Barr, I suppose, is the question I'm putting to
2: you there, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, George he's Long, he's not a, a crack keeper. I mean, again, we, we always talk about how good he's, his kicking is and his short stopping from close range is very, very good. For <clears throat> a few times, you know, over the last season, um, you've seen him at short range. He, he's very, very quick, very alert and can and stop. Obviously, we all know from distance he's he's, he's terrible, isn't he? Like, he gets beaten. So he just can't seem to kind of almost, you know, understand the flight of the ball. or I don't know what it is. His positioning, you know. And um, even yesterday, there was a couple of long-range efforts. So, he looked really suspect. I think one went wide of the post, um, which I think he was clearly beaten. Again, he was in the wrong, wrong position. And there was a shot at the edge of the box, which I think just went slightly over the bar. But again, I think he was warning backwards and... Somehow I don't know if you got. I don't even got a hand. I think the ball went slightly over. But had it be a little bit lower, you can just see that flying into there, couldn't you? Mm. Um, and sooner or later, if it, has, if it hasn't happened already. I think opposition teams will look at Long and say, "Right, this guy can get beaten from range." If you're in around the edge of the box, have a go, have a go. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna be out there soon. Um, Ask your question, Omar, I will still pick Bolts over George Long. I think George Long is very suited to us if we're playing high line and we need a a sweeper-keeper to come out and use his feet. But more often than not, we play quite deep. We we, we look at the hit teams on the counter, and you need somebody that's going to, you know, save shots from distance. Because if we can only allow teams to shoot from range, because we're so good defensively normally, then you need someone who's going to be able to stop shots from range. And I think George Long's the wrong choice uh, for for, for the, the tactics that we're looking to play at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I disagree. I mean, I agree with both what you boys are saying. There. One more, not negative, but one more player to talk about before we build the second half. That It's not negative, but I feel the reaction last night was quite mixed about it. It was seeing Fleming. Um, again, only a friendly guys. And I caveat this a lot with friendly games. Some players just don't get out for these sort of occasions. He was quite missing yesterday, Stephen, though, wasn't he? Which, I don't know. I mean, has he? I'm not seeing us play in the first two games of the mid admittedly, but... I don't know about seeing Fleming. It looks a bit uninterested. I mean, I'm sure the love affair on Saturday will bring him into the game, but, but
3: not really great yesterday. <laughs> he wasn't great. I think there's been a massive overreaction on Twitter, people saying, oh, I'll send him and he's not interested. He yeah, be bothered. I, don't, I don't think that he's not interested. I think what you said was about some players are just not Interest his minutes, he, and, and I think he falls into that category. It's not that he's not interested in playing for Millwall; it's just a friendly to him. He wants to be playing competitive football. Um, I just think there's been a massive own reaction to him. You know, <laughs> last last summer, I, I think he maybe even got injured. I don't think he set the world alight. in. Um, he, I know he scored in that behind closed doors against Palace. I think last year oh, he didn't be set the world alight. He was injured, and it took him a while to find his feet. I don't think there's a particular issue, um, unless his unless his head has been turned by a potential move. But I don't think that's the case. I just think it was a friendly. He probably was playing at eighty percent, and I reckon on Saturday again it's Fortuna, so that's gonna that's gonna make things a bit different. But I reckon you'll see a difference here yeah, in Fleming on Saturday and head going into the season. Totally agree. I mean, we'll talk about that
1: setup from the first half, Jay. I think. I think that didn't really help Zian. There, there weren't many ball carriers in that team and, and there was no one to play with up front, it felt like at times. And we were quite isolated mm-hmm. at the top. And then maybe
2: that put play to his performance yesterday. don't know what you felt, mate. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, absolutely right. I mean, we didn't have any pace up front. I think he had uh, Samer, uh, and Nisbet, didn't he, um, with him. And um, there wasn't really much sort of happening in the final third. He was, he was dropping deep into areas. He was asked to track back quite often as well. Um, mm-hmm. Playing on the um, on on the wings, um, but I, I I don't know I I think he's yeah he, 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 he's a at in the end of the day you know he, he's a he's a professional footballer he's got a short career he's seen opportunities to play in the Premier League of course he's going to be quite keen to want to make make the move I think if if, if the money comes in for him it could be life changing money for him as well um, I've I reckon yesterday's performance shows he was a little bit scared about getting injured. It sounded like he wasn't really putting himself about yeah, in the fifty fifties. A couple of times, he went down easy. Like he, didn't, he wasn't really up for the fight. Why should he be? He's a friendly, you know? But even so, he, he, he seemed to be a little bit hesitant, a little bit reserved um, in, in his play. He wasn't really kind of doing or over too much. Yeah, I was saying about 60 percent of his capabilities. Um, so make of that as, as you will. Yeah, personally, I, I think he was just be a little bit cautious. Uh, and it could be the fact that he's thinking, like, you know what, we've still got time here, there's still possibility of something happening, you know, and maybe he's got one eye on that. Who knows? Interesting take.
1: Um yeah, I mean, so we'll get to the second half. One change at half time, George Evans comes on for Wallace, with Wallace for at half time. I don't know if anything's been said today about that, but I did notice Wallace getting knocked early on in the first half. Um, but I don't know if that was the cool story, but he was the only change. And then we'll get to fast forward to 63rd minute, and we had Robert say on for Fleming and Adam Malachi on for Joe Bryan. And also Leonard's off and Boggy off with Bradshaw and Harding and also Billy Mitchell coming on for Denor. And what a transformation I felt, guys, as soon as all them players were introduced into the game. I have to say, obviously, we go on to get the goal in the 69th minute through Nisbet. Um, obviously, a lot's been said about him in pre-season, scoring goals for fun. I love how selfish he is as a striker, guys. I think there's times where in the second half where, when we at one point where he could have kind of squared off to the person on the left to get a strike away. Instead, he's selfish enough and wants to take the shot. I think he'll frustrate at times, don't get me wrong, but he's got that real striker's instinct. I don't know what you reckon, Stephen, but, I mean, I'm really getting excited about this bit, but everyone is too, I feel like. That,
3: obviously, the goal, I thought he took the goal very, very well, um, mm-hmm. but the, the 20 minutes from half-time to the goal, roughly 20 minutes, I thought this bit was absolutely superb. His movement, mm-hmm. his touch, the little header that he played into the path, I think it was Foggy, but Yeah. The, the ball come across Nisbet, then back-heeled it to Fleming, and obviously, you know, yeah, scuffed his shot. Mm-hmm. But his 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 what they call what well, centre forward play, mm-hmm. I thought was really really good and really really exciting. And, and I agree. I think he's. I think there is a lot of hype with Nisbet. I think he's a proper striker, mm-hmm. and I want. I, I want my striker to be a bit selfish. I want him to want to have shots on goal, left foot, right foot. And, and, yeah, I, 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 thought he said, I thought he took his soul very, very well.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's
0: code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And I'm fully in the camp of,
3: um, I said it on a show I did with uh, Mick and and, and Dan, I think he'll outscore Tom Bradshaw's figure from from last season because I don't think he's going to need the chances, as many chances to find the back of the net. I think he's got that natural instinct. Definitely.
1: I mean, Joe, like I said there, as uh, Steve said, the goal was very well taken. He always just passed it into the back of the net, didn't he? Off the post and, and real finish, I thought, and all sorts of different finishes he's shown in pre-season. Yeah,
2: I think he, what I like about him as well, he seems a sort of player. I mean, I've seen him, I was talking about Sutton and I saw him obviously yesterday as well. He's sort of a player that will improvise in a situation that he's in. He'll make something out of nothing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not try to say he's Lionel Messi or you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, they don't but. Um, What the point I make is, you can make comparisons to him and Bradshaw. With Bradshaw, as as much as I love him, um, you need to kind of put the ball on the plate for him a little bit for him to score goals. Whereas you see with Nisbet, there was a time when, um, I mean, that that lovely through ball from um, Billy Mitchell for for his goal was a fantastic play from Billy Mitchell, by the way. You know, just sort of give him an honorable mention there, the way he drove out of the fence you know, timed these he's run perfectly, put a beautiful ball to set this bit through and goal. But even at that point, if that was Bradshaw or anybody else, they'd be looking to put a cross scene or trying to play the ball backwards again to keep possession. And somehow he gotta improvise in the situation he was in and he just cheekily almost toe pop poked it, didn't he, into the uh, the bottom left hand corner, you know, and that's a mark of someone who's a bit of a genius really, someone who's high on confidence, that's confident in his ability, that loves scoring goals. Um, and that's a bit about him. And, and like like Stephen mentioned as well, yeah, you know, his link-up play, um, his awareness of the players around him, his touch. I mean, even the, the chance that Fleming screwed up, I didn't quite see what happened there. But there's a ball coming in from the right inside from Bobbleson, I think, from memory, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Nisbet just played a little touch to Fleming here, mm-hmm. and then Fleming sort of tripped over his feet, did he? I think I'm not quite sure. I didn't really see what happened there. You might have thought it better than I did, but. It just is just awareness of his teammates and the way he plays, and I, I, I was very impressed with him. And going back to Steven's point about goal scoring, I agree. I think he'll be our top goals for a season, and I'm willing to say that he will score 20 goals a season, if not slightly more. I'm saying that they had a record hand heart now.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the service there for him with a few of the players we've got available. Fingers crossed. I mean, you, you're right to name drop Billy Mitchell as well in that little spell. I mean, first again, first ice is played pre season, been away. I, he just looks like he's gained another yard of pace and a bit more strength and matured a bit more. And again, only preseason, only twenty-five minute cameo, but bloody hell, he looked like a man possessed. I thought when he came on, Joe. Yeah, he
2: was. I mean, like you said, it could be everything. It could be just natural strength um, as you're getting older. Um, you know, confidence, experience—all these things you can you can add up that creates uh, what he is and how he is as a player and how he's developing, you know, which is fantastic to see. Um, I think there's also that element of, you know, what I've got a point to prove for you a little bit. He's got a bit more competition now in midfield with Nori coming in. He's thinking, you know, I don't want to lose this position to, um, to new, the new guy here. And I think the opportunity... And also, don't forget, he he, he was... Essentially, he was dropped from the starting team. You, you look at the first team that came out there, you will probably say so that was Rowett's sort of strongest team, or at least that's what he would have picked. And um the fact that Mitchell started as a sub, I wonder whether there was an element of almost like, you know what? Fuck you, I'm gonna prove to you what I should be starting in this team. And it's almost like a, an opportunity for him to kind of show what he's about. And he didn't disappoint. Yeah, you know, I thought he was he was solid. I think he was he was he was strong. He was quick, he was alert, his passing was really good. Really, really good. So good forward passes. And I think, you know, if we don't start with Mitchell McField, McField, um, I think that would be a, a crying shame. Yeah, the question is who partners with him. Definitely. I mean,
1: I got carried away and tweeted last night. I think he's not going to be my player of the season, Stephen. But I, I, I really am excited to see Billy Mitchell this season. And throw into the mix, throw him essay there, who came on and looks absolutely bright as
3: ever. Last year, for me, it was the George Savile fan club. This year, I'm firmly in the Romain essay fan club, I think, because he's just... Everything he does, he looks like it's just easy. It's smooth. It's simple. He just takes people on for fun, and you know we've been crying out for, you know, last year you had these sort of take Oliver Burke, different player I know, but you know just crying out for someone to take people on, and he just he just wasn't doing it. And SA just picks the ball up and goes skip past one, skip past another, and you know he's uh, I think he's he's going to be absolutely superb. Uh, I got on Mitchell. I think the other thing with with Billy Mitchell is, and this is just something that I've thought about: if Sean Hutchinson isn't or isn't named as Millwall captain, Billy Mitchell is the prime person to be captain, um, in my opinion, of of Millwall Football Club. He's everything you'd want: a young player coming through the academy, breaking into the first team, improving year on year. And I think there's, I think Joe was right. There's a point to prove, not just on not being started, but thinking I am the man to to build you know, put me in the midfield and build a team uh, around me. And I, I, I really think he's capable of being that, that central figure. But yeah, Romain, I I mean, just everything he does is absolutely quality. And and I think if it, Rowett against uh, Selection, how are you going to fit in all of these players and get everybody in, in, in playing a five-back or a four-back? But I think if Essay's not in the starting team, come Middlesbrough, I think, um, I think Rowett's going to get some absolute pelters from the crowd. Mitchell needs to start, SA needs to start. I don't think it was his strongest team
1: personally yesterday, Joe. But again, there's debate to be had about that one. Hold if... on, excuse
3: Just well, you say that, Vogelsammer was in that style and know
1: that You
3: mentioned it was Rauer's strongest team. I think...
2: <laughs> well, I said, I said Rauer's strongest team. I didn't see Joe's uh, strongest team. Did I? Right. You know. I think what I I'm trying to get think... yeah, out with that, though,
1: is, Joe, is, like, because, like, he, he, this is what I'm going to come to you with, but, like, if you imagine three or four changes to that, I'd be in my say pre-season. Imagine you get that centre-half, that's Charlie Quezlo-esque, for example, to us in the season, throwing Billy Mitchell for the door, put in Eze instead of Bob Slammer, and then have Danny Mac maybe at right wing back. Suddenly, you've got experience in the Premier League with Joe Bryan, for example, players that have played a lot of games in the championship, but also that youthful talent and energy... That is, and you've got our bagsmen Bagsman up front that's going to score us the goals. If they all stay fit and that's the team we're going into the season with, I wouldn't be too disappointed with that, mate. I think I'll
2: I'll be still concerned about our defence and our goalkeeping situation. You're right. I think everything, you know, in midfield, attack, I think we look pretty good. We're definitely improved in those areas. But my concern would always be at the back. You know, Mm. the, 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 the lack of speed, lack of agility. I mean, can you imagine if we had a couple of quick, agile centre-halves either side of, of um, Cuba how much better would you play we could be a bit more adventurous play on the front foot no we make a mistake we've got some fast centre backs they're going to cover ground or you know make amends or, or, or clear up trouble at the moment if we push forward I just feel that if any good teams with fast strikers or fast wingers were to counter us we'll struggle you know we'll struggle badly but you're right I think going forward I think we've definitely got some good quality there now which is which is good to see um, say again, I know we, we, we speak highly of him, um, always, but for me, he is a big season for the season. I was questioning at first where would, would he fit into the system that we're going to play if size I was going five at the back, but I'll quite seem in number 10 where Fleming is if he chooses to go with a five, you know, and, 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 a, and a three because I think you know, put him in that position, which he has done a little bit in pre season, he's very hard to pick up, he's probably more mobile than, than, than Fleming is because so Fleming. Um, as good as he is, he he does stay quite central and I guess he uses his strength to create the space and the time on the ball whereas you look at um, SA, he's constantly moving he's constantly picking up little pockets of space whether it be on the left or the right or in the middle he's kind of moving around when he came on in the second half and that again gives that little bit of um, fluidity in the team which is so hard for the other team to, to mark and man mark him because He's just constantly moving into different areas and creating space for himself. Well, an interesting tweet, actually, from Tom head, I can't remember the name
1: was, but he did mention the formation and how it was quite, you could, at times you couldn't tell. But it was quite fluid, I felt like, especially in the second half. But first half as well, you saw that. But, you know, there is that kind of versatility and movement up top. And if you have the players in there that are ball carriers quick and can make an impact, it could be a good little thing to have up our sleeve, so to speak. Um, but we'll fast forward anyway to the 73rd minute and the introduction of Amaku and Alex Mitchell. Um, I mean, I'm not mentioning Adam Malakai, by the way, but I thought he was quite a good on the left-hand side and the bright spark and also on set pieces. overhit him a couple of times, but quite impressed with him. Um, obviously, that's one piece there. But Amaku gets the goal in the 83rd minute, Stephen. Um, again, first time I've seen pre-season, but he looks like he's been on potato and Guinnesses in pre-season and he looks like a rapid and a bit of a
3: beefy person now. He, <laughs> I think, that him getting injured last uh, January before he'd really it he, he was in training, wasn't it? June get most of it. I think he would have been used a lot more in the first team than what maybe we all thought. Was certainly what I thought because I think that pace, that raw pace um, that he seems to have. I think he's put behind him. Obviously, the miss in the um, uh, under twenty threes final, obviously, was a bit of a shocker, but I think he's put that behind him now, and, and rightfully so. But it's interesting you say uh, Adam Malachi, Essay, and Amaku were all sort of towards that. I mean, Essay was more central, but a lot of his play was down the left-hand side, being left-footed. Three players playing in the under-23 um, team, they played together for, for six months in Amaku's case. They clearly got a good relationship, and you can tell sa knew exactly where to put that ball through for Amaku to run onto, knowing he's got to get on the end of it. Obviously, finish it is it's you you know you've got to finish it off which he did but um I think he's got a real bright season much like Joe said about S.A., I think amaku's got a big big season ahead of him maybe not as a starter but someone that can come on and really change games and another one that I'm quite excited to see in in league football not just not just friendlies. Joe a bit about Amaku. obviously as Stephen said they brilliant assist
1: from S.A., you know, we can not sing mm-hmm. Wack to Liverpool back forever, but I was quite impressed with Mako. And also, I think I saw an article in the week. He obviously had the summer, or didn't really have the summer off, was training hard, even scored for the under-21s for Ireland on his debut. It seems to be an upward trajectory there and a bit of promise around him. And as Stephen alluded to, that injury might have been blessing in disguise for, we know.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's a very, very exciting, young, talented footballer. I mean, I'm watching a bit of his highlight reels before he joined us from um, Shamrock Rovers, And you see some of the goals he scored. Yeah, he was taking on three or four players and look really lively and really quick as well um you do question yeah okay that's in the irish league can how he, can he do it in the championship it's a massive step up for him and i think um the injury like you say has probably helped in the way that it's kind of bedded him in a little bit slowly he hasn't all been chucked in the deep end he's kind of like dipped his toes in a little bit and play a lot of games for the on 23s you know learn he's uh he's crafted english football i guess and um Whenever he's, there, he's charged chance to play in, in, in the first team, I think he's done quite well. He's done really well in pre-season. He looks very comfortable. He definitely offers the side that we haven't got here for the front two at the moment, the forwards, because, yeah, he is fast. He is quite direct as well. And the goal he scored yesterday, I don't think there's any other striker in our club, and I include Yisbet, that would do what Imaku did, you know, to get that pace to to drive, to get into into the box the way he did and almost instinctively hit that, that, that ball past the keeper the way he did it. I think it was very, very good and yeah, it shows you what, what the player's is about. I'd love to see more of them um, this season. The only the only question mark would be will he get ahead of what more? Will he get ahead of um, this there? You know, Fleming, SA. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of competition in the places now but a good problem for Rad to have and if he's got him on the bench and he wants to use him or, or rotate the squad he's a he's a great player to, um, to start or, or bring on.
1: If you're playing a drinking game i'm gonna say it again it's only pre-season so let's not get carried away but you know I, I like to caveat this in pre-season because you get caught out don't you you sometimes like it, I, f- I feel like in a weird way i'm happy last night happened. i for the fans more so i suppose a bit of a wake-up call you know pre-season he needs to get carried away at times sometimes you have an amazing pre-season think here we go we're gonna boss it then you lose the first game of the season quite comfortably um but I think we needed a bit of a, a shake yesterday. I feel like that, it provided that. I, I, I don't know what you think, Stephen, but I feel like that kind of gave us that little bit of a shake going. Obviously, we need lost to Charlton, but obviously we need that, I think, going into the season, I felt like.
3: I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for anybody that thought um, that A, that we're finishing the transfer window and mm-hmm. B, that we're in a position where we're ready for a long championship season because mm-hmm. I think Charlton showed that Charlton come to us. How I would expect teams like Leeds and Leicester, where they're going to try to be on the front foot, so they're going to try and 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 cause us some some trouble. And I think it, it showed that we're going to have to be on our game. We we can't just coast through 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 games like that. And and perhaps as Rowett said, you know, it's it's some of the players have really given him something to think about. And that's what you want from pre season, friend. You want people to put their hands up and go, do you know what, boss? I want to be playing in that first game of Middlesbrough. I'm going to show you that I deserve to have that shirt. And I think, especially second half, I think we got that from quite a few players.
1: Definitely. I was very sceptical about taking the child friendly at first as a club, but I enjoyed it yesterday. So thank you, Bill. That was good, good fun. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, we got there. Um, before we talk about Fortuna, just a couple of low moves, guys. Um, Joe Wright has gone to Salford. I'm very excited to see how one progresses and what kind of impact he's going to have there. And has <laughs> been going to here, Joe. Um Particular Joe Wright, I know he's caught your attention after the 23s games and stuff like that, Joe. So, mm. interested to see how he does at League Two. And also, Sulphur is a team that got aspirations to get promoted every season, it
2: feels like. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the I mean, Sulfurs are, are a decent, decent side. Obviously, they've got some some key people backing them at the moment. And they've got some good coaches there. They've got some good youth and good young players coming through. So, I think he would develop really, really well. He's certainly you know one for the future. I love him to sort of be featuring. Uh, in golf for us, maybe next season, um, offer a bit more experience than we've this season. Um, I believe he'll be the number one keeper as well. for what I I'll hope be. so, from what we understand, we hope so, right? Yeah. I think mean, he wouldn't go otherwise, right? Well, that's it. You would like to think that would be the case, especially going all the way up to Saarbr. Sort of. If you're going to be a, a reserve keeper, you want to sort of play locally somewhere and hope, might get like another move, will be recalled or something. So to go all that way, you think he's going to be the first choice keeper. So that's really important. that he, he gets that uh, experience and, and playing. Um, but I'm really happy for him. And Nona in as well, you know, a player's been around the club for a long, long time, you know, and um, you really want to see him kick on there, don't you? When these these young players do really well for us on the 23 level, and then they go out alone somewhere, it's almost like a little bit of a, of a Russian roulette at that point. Yeah, is he going to make it? Or is he not going to make it? Yeah, it's very, very dangerous because if they do really well, then more often than not, they'll come back as McNamara has done and they get a chance play playing the first team. But you look at others that have gone alone, haven't really set the world on fire, and you think, well, you can't do it at that level. You've got no chance making the championship, and then where do they go? Mm-hmm. They end up going somewhere for, for, for cheap or for free, and they're they're a forgotten sort of person. So, you know, it's it's going to be uh, it's a big risk for 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 Boateng. You know, it is a really sort of you know he's got to really work hard now and impress and make a name for himself there. And if he does that, hopefully, he'll have a chance of getting into the um into the, into the squad somehow. Stephen, I don't know about you, but it felt like
1: with Joe Wright in particular going to League 2, he's not even played a senior game for me at all, but it feels like an evolution and a, like kind of a, a change in 23s. Obviously, we've got the best 23s barred Tier 1 clubs in the country after winning the league last year. But like having a youth player go to a League 2 club, I think that shows and demonstrates like the transition we've got as an academy, I feel like. And it's a big move for him and so hopefully it works out well for him. I think
3: it's similar to the club. Really, I think the Academy, if you look at, you know, years gone by, we were crying out for John Marquis all those years ago to, to make it and unfortunately didn't you had Ben Thompson again, took us to and O'Brien, took us to that kind of a little bit of a level and then it didn't quite work out. Obviously Danny Rack and, and Billy Mitchell are playing championship football now and, and we're producing young players that have now if with SA going to England. So mm. Um, testament to the club, I think it's interesting just on that, it, you know, the, the bench is bigger this year in the championship as well, isn't it? You can have up to nine players. So, mm. you know, a lot of these youngsters are probably going to get an opportunity on the bench. Whether they come on is a is a different it's a different matter. But um with right, I think it's great. The academy are producing players that other clubs want to take on and want to give an opportunity. So um I'm all for that. And it can only benefit us because if he's any, if he if he comes back a good goalkeeper, great. Or if Salford give us a bit of a silly offer, if, if like, on down the line, it might be. might be worth a few quid to us. Got other days of the likes of
1: Jake Gallagher. I remember him in midfield, who's like a long league veteran nowadays and stuff like that. Going into like lone moves, at, you know, woke in or not even woke in, sorry. Like, you probably look at, I remember O'Brien going torquay once, for example, and that was like a good move for him and stuff like that. It is an evolution, isn't it, Joe? I mean, I think you will see what you mentioned like, a bit about Alex Mitchell as well, mate. But...
2: Yeah, I mean, um, People sort of spoke about his appearance yesterday, um, and he, he played it safe. He had not to make too many mistakes yesterday, but he, for me, he looked a bit nervous. I think he was actually to play front of the home crowd. And I mean, okay, it was only half a stadium, more than that, probably a third the stadium was full. And um, he didn't really, for me, grab that chance, uh, albeit I know he only had sort of 10, 15 minutes, but he didn't really grab that chance in both hands. And there's small things that he does. And, and I say this with the utmost respect because I met his dad at the, uh, the Sutton game, Paul. Lo- lovely guy. And we spoke about his son and, you know, how, how he's quite young. He's still 21, still kind of developing and learning. And, um, yeah, one thing I, I want to say is that if you get an opportunity to play, and I mentioned this to his dad when I met him as well, you really got to take the opportunity with both hands. And there's small things he did yesterday that were slightly concerning. About four or five times, when the ball's been played out of the fence, he was pointing to Cooper to send it to the other side they kept pointing to the left, left back. It's almost like he didn't want the ball. Now that's probably a slight lack of confidence. I completely get it. He's, he's young, he's nervous, doesn't make any mistakes, and he looked a bit nervous when he came came on, you know. And um, what I want to see him him do is probably do a bit what Cresswell did in a sense that don't be afraid to make mistakes, get on the ball, be commanding, you know, show your true your true worth and your ability and what you can do because you're not going to get many opportunities to play in front of Garrett and the home fans to stake a claim and, and 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 uh get get a contract. His contract runs out in the season. And I don't think you'll get many, many opportunities to play and he really needs to make a difference. And it's always like, you know, you've got to take that gamble. Yeah, you, know, you should make money a mistake or two, but you've got to really push yourself and express yourself in order to be in, in contention. So, Paul, if you're listening, you know, hope Alex um takes the opportunities when they come up and he, he really just sort of needs to be confident and just do we can and, and play his game he's got the ability we've seen it he can do it but he really needs to be confident and, and push on i quite like him but again i think championship is probably
1: you never know who knows until you're throwing a deep end and it's only 15 minute cameo like you said joe as well but be interesting to see how one plays out probably a low move but if that's if we get targets through the door i guess because that back line is straight like we've said throughout the show um but we'll have to wait and see what happens there I was going to say we we'll do a preview of Fortuna. We're going to try to, but I can't claim to know a lot about Fortuna Sittar going into to Saturday, aside from seeing Fleming, guys. But look forward to getting back down
2: there, Joe, Saturday. Are you going to be down there? Yeah, i got my ticket um, for the for the game. So looking forward to that one. Um, it's, it's a diff, difficult game. I mean, again, for us, it reminds me a little bit of the free friend we had last season against, was it Hammerby? We played them. And again, it was a good test. You know, having a team playing of football, they often play on the front foot which which is which is great, it's, it's good on the eye, they play some good attractive football, I'm pretty sure that um, Fortuna Sitar will be very, very similar, as in they'll be playing some, some good football, attacking football, um, hopefully we can match them, and if not do one, one better, it'll be an emotional um, game, I'm sure, for, for Zian, if, if he's still here, uh, and, and plays against them, and, and these fans, I know the fans think rearing highly of him, um, they still talk about him now, and, and they worship him, so, yeah, um, It'd be emotional day for, for the end. Um, But I hope, yes, we treat it as a friendly, but I hope we kind of really express ourselves. You know, I get the fact you don't want to go 100%. I completely get that. You don't want to get injured, but you have to express yourself. You've got to play on the front foot, you know, and, and, and try and, you know, stake a claim for your starting place. And hopefully we can get a better performance in on Saturday. Definitely. I mean, I looked through their squad
1: earlier. I only recognize one, I, who used to play for Norwich. And I think they've got Henilovic who used to be at Barcelona as well for example. So there's a couple of players in there that are European based and have done it around. So it will be a good opposition, wouldn't it Stephen? Because they're in the Vise side as well. So maybe a chance for Gareth to put a couple of potential targets as well maybe.
3: Possibly. I think that less, I think the the Dutch boys wanted A to see um, an opportunity to say goodbye to or, or see Fleming again and give their support as an opportunity to come over London, to, to London for the weekend. I think um, that's why this friendly was booked but Uh, it is a good test. They do play in the top division in in Holland. And I think Joe's right. When you play against continental sides, it is a different style of football. You you do have to and with with, you know, foreign managers in the championship that potentially would like to play a similar style of football. So it is it is a good test. I think on Saturday, injuries aside and you know, preseason, you know, we're not getting carried away. I think Whoever starts or the team that starts on Saturday is going to be very, very close to the team that starts at Middlesbrough. I think the last friendly or pro- I mean there might be a behind closed door, I don't know, the last friendly even for the season, I think you'll get a real big hint as to who is going to be in that in that Middlesbrough lineup. And that's what I'm actually more interested in having a look at and see, okay, what's Raoul's thinking? What what is what's the plan going to be? Is it going to be too up front with Bradshaw and Nesbitt? Is he going to get SA involved? What I think that that's for me is is what I'm looking forward to seeing. And and I think Fortuna will bring a decent crowd. I think we'll have a decent fairly decent crowd. I think our fans will enjoy the game just as much as as much as as, um, as they will. But um it's certainly for me gonna be the real last um opportunity to see what route sinking is going into the barra game.
1: Spot on, I agree with you completely. And that's the same as me. that's why I always love the last game before the season starts. It's always that anticipation. Sometimes players may just throw them the people to centre though and try not to read too much into it. But I think Gary Ray is that kind of person. I think Joe as well. It wouldn't surprise me if he tries to throw Middlesbrough and Carrick off the centre bit and throws a little spanner in the works come
2: Middlesbrough away. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, um, the pre-season has gone relatively well I think, for us. Um, the only thing I would say is we haven't really been tested yet. I mean, we'll play against lower league opposition. We haven't played anyone really anywhere with any good quality. Um, in, in our in our division or, or, or higher, so I think it could be a bit of a, a shock. When we played this borough I mean, they've still got um, Up Upom. Is, Upom? Is that his name? Chew Apum, Yeah, Who you know? Who I think will be having a good season from again this season. Middlesbrough are going to be definitely up there fighting for automatic for promotion. I think this season, if not the playoffs. So to get them first game of the season and away from home, it's a massive massive ask of us to go out there and do something. So. I'm slightly concerned I'm slightly worried um, we can only do what we can um, in the preseason games that we, we, we got lined up um, hopefully um, Fortuna will give us a test of the level of the sort of teams we've played we don't know how good or bad they are uh, I would rather sort of pick a, a lower premiership team maybe instead uh, in a friendly to sort of test ourselves at a higher, higher higher level but let's hope they give us a game let's hope they, they play on the front foot and we can then try and deal with that and express ourselves as well definitely I think we're going to call it there um, if you haven't yet
1: listened to it be sure to check out a previous episode a few weeks ago that Mickey Dunwood Fortune, Fortuna Sittard fan it was actually really insightful from their side of view what they think of Fleming I really would recommend it I'll put a link in the description as well and be sure to check that out Stephen thank you for coming on today mate and uh, I guess I'll speak to you next week at some point covering this game back
3: <laughs> yeah We'll, um, we'll be, we're all ready to go. we will the football season now. I'm sure we'll have videos and content out um, for all the listeners. Oh, I feel the excitement building. Look at this, guys.
2: Joe, thank you, mate. Appreciate your time as always. Yeah, no, cheers, Omar. Um, enjoy it as always. Looking forward to uh, Saturday's game. Early kickoff at 12.30, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it'd be a nice, I said, it'd be a nice occasion for, for Zian. Um, both sets of supporters, you yeah, think very highly of him, of course. So it'd be a nice occasion for him. Let's just hope we, we, we get to see a, a good game of football, good attacking game of football, few goals, good tests for our boys, and we can uh, look forward to uh, our first first game. Definitely. Twelve
1: foot kickoff throwing <laughs> in my pretty much beer time and also train, train strikes as well. It won't stop you Omar, I'm sure. Never has done the If you have trained callsmates, the rumour the rumour has it, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Train strikes as well, killing us as well, but you know, there we go. We'll all find our ways. We, like I said, Joe, we'll find our ways. <laughs> Right, um, be sure to check us out on our socials at That Mill Pods, and as the guys are saying, the excitement's building. The season's almost here. We'll be back on Monday to cover and review the Fortuna Sittard game, and then we'll start to preview and give some predictions going into the next season. So be sure to catch them next week, and yeah, we'll be back then. Cheers, guys. See you soon.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery.